All right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, I've got Caroline with me. Hello, Caroline. How are you? Hey. Hi. Sorry, a little early there. I miss. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. It's, it's just Damn the two weekend. of us uh, yeah. today, but plenty to talk about with the summer Wahoo news. Uh, you know, I think a good place to start is the Olympics. Uh, you know, a lot of medals for UVA athletes. A lot of a lot of silver medals, uh, a couple golds, and uh, the soccer team bringing home a couple bronzes as well. So, uh, you know, I, I forget where we are in the country count now. If you, <laughs> it's fallen were a, a little country. bit. It's fallen a little bit just yeah. as we get further. Swimming really got us got them off to a hot start. Yeah, right. there's been now nine uh, Virginia athletes that have placed, that have medaled, been on the podium uh, with a chance at, by my count. I don't think I've missed anybody, but it's very difficult to keep up sometimes. Uh, if Mike Toby and Slovenia can win oh, yeah. the bronze medal game, they could get to 10. And I think that would be the last one. Um, the Philip for shot put fell just short of the qualifying for the finals. Um, but there's look, there are a lot of really good shot putters. Not one single human was coming close to beating the guy that won yesterday. Oh. Um, he threw all six. I think they threw six all six of his throws, if they had been in consecutive, like distance order would have been Olympic records. If that makes sense. So like the first one he threw was a new Olympic record. And then every single one that he threw, I think he threw three different Olympic records, but every single one that he threw was over the previous Olympic record. So if he had done them in like distance order, he could have had six new Olympic records, but anyway, so he was us guy got gold anyway. Um, right. who but not a I? UVA guy. Not a UVA guy. <laughs> Just, there was a UVA guy competing for, and um, but did not make the finals. Um, Joe Bell in New Zealand soccer lost in penalty kicks, I think, in the quarters. So they did, you know, they won their first ever Olympic soccer game, which was very exciting. Gotcha. Um, a lot going on for the Hoos. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you said, the swimming is. Uh, I guess the the strongest UVA centric sport. Um, although I mean, there are a couple of women on the national soccer team, so I mean yeah. that's a pretty good yeah, show there too. too to have Emily Sano, Becky Sauron out there. The crazy so. thing for for swimming is, um, the, I mean this like we talked about before. This is a team that won their first ever in the the program's first and the ACC's first NCAA championship this past year, and I don't know what um, Paige Madden's going to do. Um, I don't know if they, there is like, if it benefits her to come back for an extra year because of COVID stuff, but everyone else on the roster. So that went, so Kate Douglas and, um, Alex Walsh are returning. Um, not that they're like sophomores, <laughs> their second year, sophomores and eligibility. Don't get mad at me. Eligibility is way easier to do in sophomore than first year, second year. Um, but Emma Wyatt, who won silver, uh, is coming in as a you know, first year on the coming team. Sure. Yep. Yeah. It, and so this is just like, they continue and they even on the men's side they're bringing in like a guy from alabama that was incredible so this just goes like todd DeSorbo is putting together a powerhouse right. um and it's really cool for him to have been able to go to tokyo and, and coach there too so um they're going to be reloading big time which is fun to see and unrelated to the olympics but potentially related to the olympics next time um lacrosse is reloading too men's um, Connor Schellenberger has been trying out with the USA national team sixes, which is what they think the lacrosse foray into the Olympics might be, which is kind of oh. weird. I'm not entirely huh. sure, but he's been playing with the national team and like every single thing I've seen coming out of that has been like, yeah, this guy's 
like gotta be the guy right uh ryan conrad also on that on that squad that was playing some nice. exhibition stuff um but they also had uh several guys incoming first years playing in the under armor all america game including a 6'3 200 and something pound midfielder who had five goals all right um so a lot of reloading going on for the <laughs> for the for the uh olympic quote-unquote sports all right all right well you know some some good news coming in for um some i guess you call revenue sports uh men's basketball counts right so uh (laughs) you know trey getting drafted um going to the pelicans right that's it's always hard to keep track because it's like (laughs) memphis but the pelicans but they already made the trade but the trade doesn't exist anyway i hate it i hate it so much because this happened this happened with Dre too. And it's one of those things yeah, like, yeah, yeah. look, we want to be able to like get super stoked and share a bunch of stuff. And yeah. Dre went fourth, obviously a huge pick for, for the Hawks. And everyone knew the Hawks were trading for that spot from the Lakers and like right. all this stuff. And so you didn't even get a chance to like see the team celebrate the pick with like a bunch of like, Hey, look, it's this, this guy. Like, and so instead they were doing that with Cam Reddish at 10, which is like extra insult because he's a Duke guy, like all that stuff, but they didn't officially have Dre. So it's the same type of thing for like, for Trey. So you're kind of like, I want to see them like post a bunch of highlights and do all this stuff, but Whoa, because it gotcha, was a trade, gotcha. they don't get to do it right away. And so it's just kind of like the, but, the NBA team doesn't get to open. Yeah, the NBA team doesn't get until, to okay. go over the top. Because um, there was plenty of great video from the basketball team here oh, yeah. uh, celebrating uh Trey finding out um he'd been drafted. Oh, a lot of um, former players i saw were there and and obviously coaches and current players too so pretty cool moment for a guy i mean you know that's gonna really solidify this idea that uva can definitely set you up for professional success assuming getting drafted is what counts as professional success we've already seen (laughs) you know some some degree of professional success for for, you know rookie of the year and malcolm brogdon and uh really coming along champion mamadi diakite yeah (laughs) undrafted that's great (laughs) he he is a a a world league team one too (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it was just funny to be like congrats to mamadi on his nba championship it's like it's like yeah Around yeah. a lot of videos, and you know, the, man. the support staff as well for the Bucks are also NBA champions. No, I'm sure hey, he, Mamadi... pushed, he pushed Giannis in practice, yeah, he's gonna, helping he's him gonna get his time, his time for sure. But, um, yeah, underutilized in, in the final series, <laughs> Mamadi, let's say. Anyway, you know, you can point to a guy who was clearly talented, uh, coming out of race and was held in high regard as a transfer. Uh, you know, who was going to land Trey Murphy from Rice and uh, you say, well, come to UVA for even a year and we can get you, you know, into a first round draft pick is is pretty remarkable. Um, it's other incri- guys I mean, signing, uh, signing some uh, contracts too. But yeah, yeah, I, I choose, Trey is one, like you said, it, it not only helps Virginia just in general, but he's also been like very vocally singing the praises of tony bennett he's Virginia. done a good job he's yes. only been here for a year and could have come yes. back you know he's, yeah, he's done the right gr- things yeah i just i mean he he literally was like i wanted to go somewhere where i could develop um yeah. physically and develop defensively and he's like this is the best fit i grew so much this is where if you want to if you want to grow and like become ready for the league come to virginia like all that stuff is the stuff that like and there will be some people that say like oh we don't want these guys that are one and done type thing and like i get that like i understand like it he shouldn't have even 
We didn't expect, we not, he shouldn't have, we didn't expect Trey to play last year, which makes this all such a like true yeah. dramatic turnaround is because like he got the waiver because of COVID and right. then had a really good season, but not necessarily like the best season, but the potential was like, and I would say the best. That's not, I don't, you know what I mean? Like he was, but he wasn't on first team all America type stuff. That's what I mean. Like sure. he was getting attention, but I don't think he was getting that much attention, like in all ACC type conversations even though he maybe should have been he's a <laughs> so he's the first ever i'm pretty sure this is accurate <laughs> asterisk people will let us know if i'm wrong but in writing up him getting drafted i mean i know i didn't pay attention to it enough or talk about it but he was in the 50 40 90 club like in last season um so 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three and 90 percent from the free throw line people aren't familiar with it but there's never been, I looked at the, who the NCAA listed on their list of like players that have achieved this since I think it was 97 or something was their cutoff of when it started getting tracked. Um, the only ACC player to have done it. And I looked and I was like, wow. And there's been a couple like in 2018 was the most recent. Um, and then you go back like gap years, you know, chunks of years before that. So I'd only say that to say like, he, he really made leaps and bounds. Um, and obviously it would have been lovely for him to come back <laughs> as someone who covers the team. I'm mostly upset. Cause I think I would have just really liked talking to him from a media standpoint. He seems like a really interesting. Well, also he's pretty player, damn but... good. So that yeah, would he's also good. very good. And it was a position of need that Virginia has. <laughs> the... Honestly though, anytime you're that good, like you, it's a position of need, right? <laughs> like, sure, sure, I don't yeah. care what, what position you play. They need if you're that you good. more than, <laughs> than uh, uh, whoever's up next. Um, it, it'll yeah, be an interesting year for the basketball program. And <laughs> I think you're seeing some news in recruiting uh, popping recently um, and also sort of uh, uh, getting ready to pop and in, in some names of, of guys who might commit um, that we're excited about. All of that, all these new, like McNeely and this newest commit, Leon Bond, they're not playing this year. <laughs> they're yeah, still yeah, in high yeah. school. So yeah. I keep having to switch back into like, gosh, basketball season is actually just a couple months away from getting going. And and I'm really excited about these income. Nope. Okay. Nope, not yet. <laughs> like, and not that I'm um, not excited about the guys who are actually first years. I just feel like it's been so long since we, yeah. uh, and, and also they're, they're both international players that seem like better than diamonds in the rough, but they yeah. still have that sort of diamonds in the rough feeling like the un, the unevaluated to the degree yeah. that a lot of the domestic uh, blue chip guys are. So For sure. We don't have that. It's the hard talk, to the get an idea. Yeah. Right. Right. It's yeah, hard yeah. to get too hype because we don't, we don't even have like highlights really. Like, yeah, you can yeah, find I know, like right? a couple <laughs> clips of Tane Mary dunking. Um, and you know, it, 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 who knows what that really means. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, there are there lower baskets in New Zealand. No one even knows. Yeah, I, I will say that neither are supposed to be project players. And I think that's, um, you know, what, we're more used to in this program especially with with international i mean some some come and play right away because they bring you know some sort of physical attribute like jack salt is the only jack salt on the roster when he shows up and he played right away because of that like because of the need for a big strong dude he wasn't playing right away because he was like ready to dominate the five position in the acc or anything so it's always curious to see where these first years really figure it out or where, where they really fall in and a lot that can be dependent on the um, the roster turnover anyway this is all to say that if Isaac McNeely was playing on grounds this year I think he would 
get starters minutes if not start actually because they need a shooter and yeah. he is a shooter yeah. <laughs> so and, hopefully Tate Murray is too um yeah and, I think Igor. yeah I keep looking at the roster so they posted a picture I think someone from the, the training staff or something recently switched jobs and was leaving and they posted like a team picture in the workout room and everything my god I don't know what Mike Curtis is getting paid but like double it just yeah just straight he's, up double he's it he's the best in the country I mean he I mean, like he is strong or small, but strong. Like he looks, I mean, like, and this is to be under, to be expected. Like you come in, he looked right. like a child when he showed up, like his first, like you look at him, like making those free throws against Purdue that sealed the game in overtime, looking back at like Kyle Ty and those guys and just like the grin. I'm just like, look at this guy. And now he's like, yo, what up? Like just jacked. You're just kind of like, all right, sure. Um, but you know, like you said, they need, they need someone like Tane Murray to not be a project right now, to be someone right. that can step in and make some shots and whatever that is. And, you know, we don't know what Statman's status is at this point after the illness injuries or illness issues he had last season. Yeah. That's another guy that the length and the defense is better than maybe a lot of people, like honestly, myself, like I keep reminding when he was playing a season ago, and you see, we used to joke with Bennett Conlon, like, oh, it's the fast break master, Cody Statman, like, right, right, right. you know, but he's got that length. He can disrupt stuff. And if he's healthy and making shots, like that's exactly the kind of piece that they need, because it's all going to be so, I have absolutely no idea what to expect from this team. Yep. And, yep. And, and, and it's we'll get into more of that yeah. closer to the season. But, <laughs> but, you're but right. yeah, and if they, Isaac Troutkin. It's nice to see this basketball recruiting really take a step up. And obviously we're not writing off, um, you know, this oncoming class. We just don't know yet. And, and, you know, hopefully they're great. And then you'll see this next class has some really big hype to it. Uh, And after the, uh, you know, the lull that we've seen in basketball recruiting, we've been waiting for this, like, sort of, you know, the next Dre, Ty, Kyle, you know, group that's going to, come in and that that is so far shaping to be the 2022 class uh, because they've got the scholarship numbers but also they've got two commits now uh, from some guys that they really clearly like McNeely of course we've we've talked about plenty he's been committed for a while Uh, but they just got a commitment from a guy oddly enough out of Wisconsin uh, here does Tony have any connections there (laughs) yeah and uh so Leon's a wing uh listed at 6'5 and his recruitment sort of you know he wasn't a name that, that that was being thrown around until quite recently so um sort of a uh discovered or you know obviously they knew who he was but uh whatever he did recently in these aau circuits or, or summer circuits to show uva that he was worthy of offer was relatively recent and then the recruitment got wrapped up pretty quickly so that's always nice to see you know them identify a guy uh it's not late in the process. It's not early in the process, but it, it, it's not like a second choice guy. Clearly, right, like they right, saw right. this guy and went, "This is we want him in this class." And and they are very conservative in the offers that they give out um, for yeah. sure as a basketball program. So um, he might not be the highest known of of some of the wings that um, they're recruiting for this class, but clearly they tabbed him as someone yeah. they wanted to get. And then locked it's in. almost more. Um... I'm kind of like, ooh, this guy's got to be good if this is the like 
I don't know. It, one of those, any, sometimes the late surgers, and if you can find and lock those down, like it almost makes me more excited than the person that people have been watching since eighth grade. And like everyone knew or predicts is going to be like a big star. Like um, this happens again, not to bring up lacrosse again, but bring, happens in lacrosse a lot of times since kids are recruit, like committing in eighth grade not everyone's going to be the best that they're going to be when they're in eighth grade. So sometimes you get, and you know, he might be, Bond might be a guy that red shirts. Like we don't necessarily know. Like, Very well could be. Cause yeah, it, especially the way that they describe. We've got a yeah. Lot. yeah. Yeah. In the way they describe his game a lot. Like it sounds like they sold the vision to him similar to Deandre Hunter type. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, Dre, you know, Dre's recruitment, uh, I haven't looked up the dates or anything of it, but I, when I think back to it, I feel like he was a name that emerged a little bit later and got wrapped up yeah. relatively quick. I could be totally off on that. I haven't checked, but I, that's my, <laughs> it's a long time ago, long time ago impression of, of that too. It was, he certainly was of a similar, like, three star but really a four star for the people who have actually scouted him and so when you do the yep. three stars sort of combination but still not not a you know high four star that people have been talking about for a year already yeah. um isaac trout the other isaac target um other half of the the twitter isaac square uh hashtag <laughs> isaac squared hashtag um you know it hasn't committed yet but everything's looking good for fingers um, crossed this recruiting yeah knock on wood um, yeah. a, a second isaac for this class and uh he's a bigger guy power forward um who also can shoot so you know like they, they, to wrap him up um would whatever they do next really solidify this as a crew that that you see you can be feel confident is like first choice dudes to come in as a class together now of course some might redshirt some might not you know it all gets yeah. mixed up by need but it would be nice to see some sort of like larger first choice grouping like that tie and kyle class coming in yeah. so good news there on that front for sure and hopefully that continues with this momentum but you know caroline i don't know if you know this it's uh it's August. Oh God. Well, uh, based on walking outside and feeling the hot, heavy air, yes, I know it's August. It has been delightful this week. I don't know what the hell you're talking about on Twitter <laughs> complaining about the weather this week in Charlottesville. It has been fantastic. Ten it's out of been... ten weather this week. Mm. It's just been incredible. And I've spent most of my days outside. Ten out of ten, like this is like oh, what yeah. you would pick as oh, like best, best weather. Not. Absolutely yeah. not. No, I so you're insane. Like, because it's not hot. It, it is hot. <laughs> it's like 83 degrees outside right now. It's yeah, delightful. It's, no, it is. Oh, Great breeze. God. The tomatoes taste good, finally. All right. It's summertime. <laughs> I will say I have been able to get peaches, so I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm finally happy about that. But I still, if I take Bennett out, like, it's it's like, well, I guess I need another shower. Like, it's just, it's too much for me. I can't do it. You got something. Deal something wrong going on. <laughs> yeah it's called i was born in maine and this is too hot it's too Anyhow, damn hot uh, more importantly you know what what's less than a month away football, football kicking off against evil william and mary <laughs> our, our rivals our to the east yes. um, with uh coach london making a, a return to, to Scott Stadium. And uh, Matt Johns. I know. Friend of friend of the podcast, Matt Johns. Yeah. Maybe, I wonder if he'll come and give come us on some our scouting. scouting. <laughs> yeah, tell us about your 
team that we want to lose now uh, <laughs> i mean that's obviously excellent and uh exciting to be so close to to football season um i had completely forgotten that the who's are playing illinois this year i remember yeah, that second they game of the year BYU. 11 a.m um, but that's sort of it, it's fun to have um so you know a big up like a power five team that we hopefully can beat <laughs> on, on the uh schedule Wait, of the out of conference i mean you know it, they're not supposed to be good but they're still a power five to, you know yeah, uva as always can hang with most anybody and certainly can lose to most anybody <laughs> but as we were saying next week i mean the, the chatter about uva is very much that this hopefully is sort of a solidified step up in uh, life after Bryce Perkins, you know, and, and showing yeah. like uh, uh, after that weird off year of COVID off, I mean, for everybody, for football and all sports, but, but after a year where you weren't allowed to run a program like you normally want to, it's sort of like an interesting bookend to the, the first chapter of, of Bronco building the UVA program. Then you get this weird dead year, right? And now begins like a, a second chapter of the roster is arguably where it needs to be if you're if you're building a program. I know we have a lot of things that we would like to see differently in the depth chart. Yeah. There's going to be some weaknesses there for sure. And we'll get into all those as we lead up to football season. But my whole point is like the, the coverage is not bare and it's also a roster of your design fully. Yeah. And you get a full, you know, summer of actual practice. They're vaccinated. You know, we're hoping that that means that they'll stay uh, COVID-free uh, as, yeah. as with everybody, you know, in the community and around. Um, and you've got a quarterback in, in Brennan Armstrong who has a year of experience as a starter, which had its, you know, fine amount of ups and downs that should be able to come in and lead your team to, to the type of success that, they, that you're aiming for in a year. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anyone is, is – obviously, we've seen someone pick them to win the ACC in the, <laughs> in the media voting, yeah. but, but that's not a, a smart pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, – I, I think we said it, but Bronco and Brennan were both like – Hey, we're we're the defending coastal champs. That is true. Exactly. That's what repeat. I mean. Like that's yeah. you know, that's the goal for the program, I would say, is yeah. when is winning the coastal. Now there's some coastal teams that might um be heavily favored to do such or more favored than Virginia, mainly Miami and UNC. But I think as we've seen, there's no reason UVA can't beat UNC and Miami, even if they're getting yeah. the higher recruits. Um, Bronco's shown that, that he can beat uh, UNC for sure. <laughs> and yeah. obviously, we the know Miami, Miami has it. go up to Miami downs. a third yeah. year. Yeah. Like, I, I, and I get it. Like, yeah. we host Duke for the third year in a row because of COVID nonsense. But, like, it's just there have been close or devastating games down there. The last, so, like, two times ago, I think, was the Bryce Hall injury. Mm-hmm. And then last year was just like that weird game where like Virginia was in it the whole time, had a couple like touchdowns brought back. Like I just playing in Coral Gables is always so like, uh, but they, I, I think you're right. Like, like there's London's not... teams never had a problem. I know, right. <laughs> they, they would win by Have you heard of this guy? Mike 20, yeah. um, but Who it's knows? just one of those, like, I think that that is just to say that none of the games in the past couple of years where you would still say that Miami had way more talent than Virginia yeah. or blowouts or out of Virginia's league or whatever. So I, I'm Go with ahead. you. Like I, as much as I think those two are understandably the favorites for the coastal, like who knows it's the coastal. <laughs> it's the coastal. We get to play Notre Dame again um, this time in, in Charlottesville. So that's yeah. always, I don't know. I like that. Uh, I, mean, I, I know there's uh, cynical 
uh, feelings about a team that won't fully join the conference, but just in the, the, the micro level of getting to play Notre Dame is pretty cool. Uh, and we'll get into all the schedule breaking down and, and such later on, but obviously the season um, wraps up. Uh, with the the Hokies coming to town, which, uh, you know, there's plenty of time to discuss this, but it would be a really good one to win just to, to, to get that sort of streak buried for good. Obviously there is no streak because Bryce Perkins and company, but just to sort of shut up the like, Oh, you got one and now Bryce Perkins. Let's not go another 15. Yeah. So it would sort of wrap up if, if the who's are able to win that game, it sort of wraps up my point from the beginning which is this is like a statement type of season to say you know we're there to compete head-to-head with virginia tech to compete head-to-head with the rest of the better coastal teams and compete for that division which in turn is competing for the acc title even if clemson is you know head and shoulders above above the rest of the conference so you sort of as always the season sort of goes how it goes that virginia tech came um and uh, you know we're we're looking forward to getting started with a a different in-state rival but i think what we should do today is talk a little bit about whether it's the new faces at camp um for the football team or just maybe the new competitions uh from some guys that may be lesser you know, known uh, replacing some of these linebackers and, and things like that. So some some things to look as camp reports keep coming out uh, about the roster and about, you know, what we're actually going to see in the starting lineup or starting depth chart yeah. for for the team. We, you know, we know Brennan Armstrong, right? And we know that they've got another quarterback, <laughs> Keaton, uh, who may or may not throw the ball or ever be listed at quarterback uh, for real or not. Um, but that's sort of like a settled one and two ish. Uh, we saw some of our arms said last year here and there, a couple plays, um, but no reason to think they, they won't throw them out a little more. Um, even if Armstrong and Keaton are playing well, they, for whatever reason, like to cycle in quarterbacks in this team. Uh, so quarterback, we know after that, it's a lot of like, yeah, probably, but also maybe this um, for everything outside of, let's call it the offensive line, which, which also seems pretty set. So I don't know. That's super set. And what I do, I'll say about the offensive line is I need to go back and look, but the, um, these are guys that came in and that were, you know, two stars, low threes and are now like potentially the best O-line in the country. I just, I think it says a lot about two J's coaching job. And if he continues to get guys that come in that start at four stars, and can make it's just they've done such an incredible job and i think that's that is a group so my biggest my first question is running backs so i love the running back room right now i love i don't know like they seem like i'm really interested to see what happens it's probably the best way to put it because we've talked about wayne talapapa before but um he's not that big gap guy so you look at you know i'm obsessed with mike collins we did not see him at all last year five nine two hundred pounds out of louisiana um, Ronnie Walker Jr. is finally going to be able to get some, you know, actual reps. Um, and then you talk about Devin Darrington, a graduate student from Harvard that came in. Right, right. Um, you know, and so these are all guys that you're kind of like, oh, okay, like, what are we going to get? What are we going to get here? Talapapa is the only listed tailback. The rest are all listed as running backs. Um, but that's that's a position of extreme question for me. Like, they have to be able to perform. Um, if for no other reason, obviously you want to pick up a bunch of yards, but if for no other reason than to make things easier for Brennan, 
and open sure. things up in the passing game, which then leads you to your other question, biggest question. Well, <laughs> maybe not biggest question mark because that might still go to the secondary but yeah, that's um, the biggest need even yeah. if we know i think the people who are going to be there some some are transfers though so it, it is a big question mark too yeah secondary anyhow and, yeah wide receivers i think you know goes back to 2j like i i've become uh extremely trustworthy of marcus hagan's and the job that he's doing bringing people in and developing them um and so i look at that group and get really excited about who's going to be the breakout guy. I go back to having a conversation at a bar, not like it was like an event at a bar or whatever, but before the 2019 season and this guy being like, I just don't think they have any good receivers. I just don't trust it. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like Joe Reed and Hasis Dubois are pretty, pretty good. They're going to be all right. And he's like, I just, until I see it, I don't believe it. I just don't think they're good enough. And I was like, okay. So well, I thought about I that. feel about the secondary. So, you yeah. know, sometimes Which is- it's an all right way not to defend this guy. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I do kind of like write about this team for, you know, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's the same. And then to be fair, I will say is it's not like a bunch of the preseason things were like, everybody watch out for Hasis Dubois, sure. um, who, sh- yeah. who should be on a roster, by the way. It kills me that his like it's strange his nfl tryout stuff was so disrupted by covid that they didn't he didn't get seen and didn't get a chance at some of these practice squads because of like all the anyway it breaks my heart that guy's so good um but you know i like to now i'm looking at the roster like who's gonna be the guy because we know that lavelle davis jr is hurt and that sucks um but is it gonna be you know how great is rashawn henry i've heard so much good stuff about rashawn henry i think billy kemp is gonna lead potentially gonna lead the acc in receptions again yeah, um, and he's he's a, like a set thing that you know that you're getting yeah. using, but he's not quite the answer to like, you know, he's right. not the deep threat, so he's not he's not the focal point for the yeah. defense, you know. Right. Even if he yeah. is going to be the guy who catches the ball the most, quite possibly. Yeah, but it's, yeah, gonna, it's not like oh, Lavelle Davis is hurt. Right, right. So we've got Billy Kemp. So it's fine. <laughs> right, right, right. It was not quite the same thing. But, but... <laughs> Dontavian Wicks, I mean, he was supposed to be that dude, and yep. he was hurt last year. So hopefully, yep. he's he's recovered and is that that same early flashes of a guy who was going to be uh, almost like and people were going like this is an immediate star uh, yeah. that they found here. So that was, I mean, there were. Major, major excitement levels for for Wick. So hopefully yeah. he's still there, and hopefully that comes to be the case. And then Artie Henry transfer from Marshall, which is just intriguing to me. So that's and he's a graduate <laughs> student transfer. So that's like, you know, that's just so. You know, I'm going to write about transfers in the world they're going to play this season, so I'm not going to steal the whole thunder. But Bronco is very particular about who and what position, and ha- like has good criteria for who, how he evaluates and takes in grad transfer specifically um and so to me if you have a guy that comes in and we have a couple more that we'll talk about on the defensive back side of things um and that's how i feel about devin darrington too like it's got to be his position of need and like you got to like the guy um so I, i'm already like eh, let's see this could be a guy that could you know fill in it at opportune moments and, and do big things so um but and that you know we don't we include tight ends in this conversation or at least i do and i i think that sure. he's gonna um jelani woods is gonna be well uh, yeah speaking of transfers obviously that's star like I, I can't wait to the first time that i can give jelani woods my my star of the game <laughs> okay yeah we'll get there in a month potentially i guess we'll see but uh 
yeah i see you know i see what you're saying it's it's uh we know like uh, we we've got the probables but there's room to see somebody really step up and and solidify um in both the running back and wide receiver uh positions there so moving to the defense though i th- i think you know who steps up at linebacker we sort of trust as a solidified thing i mean obviously noah taylor's still here so you get a healthy jackson, noah taylor you're good you're in good shape and we like nick jackson we love, in. this is a nick jackson household over here and we he, love nick jackson in this household he did a, a good <laughs> job of of getting th- you know thrown into the fire so to speak last season uh and and really turned into something uh, towards the end of the year yeah um i like hunter sewer a lot as a, yeah. as a guy who who should be able to fill in um you know broncos teams just seem to do uh this is why broncos a good coach right this is bread and butter is is his three four defense and those four linebackers and how he deploys them so i i have faith in him for sure that, that yeah. it's going to work out but it is going to be some new names um josh ahern uh elliot brown um Josh McCarron, I'm kind of excited about as a, as a first year coming in. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he's he's like a guy that's been you know was highly recruited, and um, I don't know. I think he and he's like anytime there's a guy that's like super stoked to like he's been very active on social media, and he's from Muckleteo, which is like close to where I used to live in Washington State. Well, that's very important. <laughs> so, that is football. most important. I think that's yeah. what they were looking for when they recruited <laughs> him. Was oh Muckleteo? That's near where Caroline used to live. I'm with you. That and this is where I jokingly. And this was a side effect. I think we've said it on here before, like many podcasts ago, where I was like, yeah. And you know, like each year they, they have guys that seem ready to step up. <laughs> and sure. then we were like, oh, wait, no, that's just good coaching. <laughs> we just well, weren't... yeah, I mean, that's what you are, right? Like, yeah, yeah depth, that's how you design plans. a team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And so, that's and sort I of what I mean is these yeah. four years and really five when you count um, yeah. super seniors as well as potential Richard uh, incoming freshmen you know, that's all Bronco recruits now. Yeah. Like we are in this new phase. Um, Mandy Alonzo is, is one of those leaders, uh, upperclassmen who uh, got to break the conditioning rock. So yeah, we're did. back uh, to, to the, the first celebratory rock breaking of the season <laughs> for, for those. I mean, they, you know, in a three, four, it relies so so heavily <laughs> on so few bodies <laughs> along the line often um you know mandy uh aaron from yeah, yeah. Oh, all these names that i'm just terrible for pronouncing <laughs> um jameer carter uh you know I, uh, we'll see what kind of rotation that the um the who's get there on the d line and uh and then it's the secondary who i make fun of too much i'm not even making fun of them i'm just like we know they didn't do well it's just funny that you get that like but they're returning everybody yeah well (laughs) okay maybe that's not what we want but obviously we want joey blunt back there yes and uh so he's healthy yes so hopefully he stays that way and uh hopefully that you know you solidify a group around his performance and and we can get um some better consistent strength uh in the backfield some of that are in, in in the back of the secondary man um some of that of course with these uh louisville transfers uh defensive backs so some new faces there who could potentially uh win out the starting you know who's the 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 position battles in camp 
So bringing yeah. us back to that first question, really, who, what are some of these interesting answers you have to know? I would say the secondary, even though we know Nick Grant, even though we know Devontae Cross, you know, if some of these guys show something that might improve <laughs> the, the position group, it, we, we could see some new faces uh, listed first at the two deep come that William & Mary game. Look, I'll tell you one thing, though, right? Like, it, real, and again, this is a... I really like Troy Blunt. Talk to him at media day. He's a delight. He'll probably yeah. say the same thing. One day I'm going to ask you, are there any UVA players you don't <laughs> like that you've talked to? We'll, we'll... <laughs> Once I stop covering things. Name some name it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but all the, they, I think they'd agree. You really can't get much worse than how they played last year. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was aggressive. It, it stunk and it, it was really <laughs> tough. <laughs> it, it, it was, was really so t- bad. It stunk. <laughs> it stinks. Um, and it was frustrating to watch knowing that either guys were playing in positions that they weren't, you know, Devontae Cross played in like every position, but what he really is the best suited for. And you had injuries, you had all these things you kind of watch and, and with, you know, like Nick Grant, you're like, ah, oh, what? There's just a slight disconnect from where, like from being right in the right spot, but just not quite there. And so I think, you know, getting an extra year, getting this extra training, getting back to non COVID stuff, like getting, you know, the, camaraderie of being back around each other um all of that stuff as cheesy as it sounds like they missed out on so much stuff last year just I mean, like, that's how most people were last year it's like mm-hmm. they didn't get to see anybody they didn't get to hang out with their friends they didn't get to hang out with their girlfriends or significant others or whatever else and it's just kind of like didn't get to see their families and so now getting back into the groove and hopefully um but yeah it, honestly like i have high expectations because it can't get too much worse and this is where they've brought in a bunch of, you know, they've got two Louisville transfers on in defensive backs right. and added the kid from um, North Dakota state. So FCS right, right, champion. Right. Um, those are good things. Those are experience. You know, am I saying yeah. that, Oh, bringing in someone from Louisville is like bringing in a better play. Like, I'm not saying that like, Virginia but it could be. I mean, if it is, it's good news, but, right? But you know, but yeah, like honestly, like getting another the incumbent guys, but no, not at all. If like, it getting shakes out that guy. it's a immediate big upgrade i'll be i'll be excited yeah i'm in like let's go um and so i I like the i'm curious to see like where that group goes because like i said there's not uh too much more that it could do worse so As always, you know, we, we plan all this stuff out and then guys get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> so you so. need depth. You need depth across anyway. And there's going to be some uh, unlikely. You know, it's when guys they get toxic and they come in. They, they, right, right. They were not thinking of. Um, uh, we'll just have to deal with that as every team does when it comes to figure out uh, if this team in the position to contend all season long. Uh, dealing with those injuries, dealing with any surprise, uh, unfortunate calamities that that might occur. And that's part of building that program, right? Like that's part of it is having a roster that can handle that. So we shall see. But uh, I think that'll wrap things up for us this week. But uh, we'll be back next week to keep it going with some of this preseason news as we uh, march closer and uh, review. Maybe we'll get another best ball commit. Who knows what's going on? Uh, The summer, the summer, is fast approaching its end and Thank with God. that comes I mean... a lot of awesome <laughs> sports news um so you know i still haven't headed to the beach yet i got that in front Ugh. of me so we we got plenty Ugh, to the beach what a <laughs> complete 
<laughs> like absolute horrible take but anyway we're we'll be back not to talk about caroline's horrible takes although there are many and they will come up talk more about the, sport, the sports that we're excited for in the next few weeks soon we'll get zach back in here for sure to run down maybe some recruiting notes again uh next week but until then stay tuned to the blog and go hoop.